Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. Many thanks to Mike Miracle. Wow, a little rhythm and blues, rhythm and blues miracle, Mike Miracle today. Mike Miracle will be the engineer of record, and so if anything screws up, it's his fault. All right, please check out the I Work For Him website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. And in case you want to catch up on all the archives of our shows and you want to just hear what the I Work For Him vision is all about, we've got 32 shows recorded out there. Go to the WTIS1110.com website. Click on shows. Click on I work for him in the bottom right hand corner. All of the archive shows are there. You may ask, why are we doing the I work for him show? In Tampa Bay, there's over 3 million people who never enter a church on a Sunday morning. But on Monday, they go to work. You may be the only Jesus these people will ever meet. You know, in the United States, over 84% of the population does not consider faith in Jesus Christ a priority in their lives. And the large majority of people in the U.S., they don't attend church on Sunday either. But the problem is, if they do attend church, the large majority of churches in the United States don't even teach the truth about Jesus anymore. We're all called to go by Jesus Christ. All of us were called to go into ministry by Jesus Christ. Some of us were called to the, mis- the mission field. Some of us were called to the pulpit. The majority of us were called to our cubicles. You have been called to go into the largest unreached people group in the world. That's those people that go to work on Monday morning. You know, a couple of pieces of perspective, and this is going to be an interesting conversation today. I'm a business owner. I work for him as my business. It describes what I do. It's my passion. But in wor- regard to workplace ministry, I'm not an expert. I'm in this battle with you, fighting to understand God's role in my business each and every day. We have in the studio today three contestants. Oh, three contestants. Okay, okay, three guests, two guest show hosts, and then my wife and I are here as willing victims. Here's what we've got. I've got my beautiful wife, Martha Brangenberg, in here. She does the Karis Christian Books and Gifts segment every week. She'll do it live this week for the first time ever. I also have two good friends of mine, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay. And Robert Smith with St. John's Hearing Institute. Both of these guys are huge, a huge part of my life and have made a huge impact in my life. And they today are going to take the reins during the major segments and they're going to interview Martha and I. So welcome to Ross and Robert. Here we go, boys. It's all yours. Yeah, are you sure? <laughs> Those of you who are regular listeners of the I Work For Him show know Jim is very disciplined in managing the uh, weekly I Work For Him radio broadcasts. And 
he is a, a true professional and having been a guest a few times since his debut last April, I know he plans his questions and he accounts for every second of every interview. Well, today we're going to uh, reverse roles and we'll be interviewing Jim and Martha, his wife. So we want to catch a, a, a glimpse of why we are thankful for their friendship and for their uh, business counsel. Uh, this will be a much looser dialogue format as we try to peel back the proverbial onion. So let's get started. I'm not an ogre. <laughs> no, it, that's, uh, it's just your, you are, are like into the time Debatable. management. So here's what we like to do in segment one. So let's catch a glimpse behind the microphone at Jim. I work for him and, and the vision God has given you for this ministry. And uh, again, I want to peel this back so that at the end of the show, that folks have a better idea of who Jim Brangenberg is and uh, why this uh, broadcast is so so important. So, who is Jim Bram Brangenberg when you're not in the studio? So, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, here's the good news. Uh, on the radio or off the radio, I'm the same guy. I'm super intense. I move fast. I, uh, I, 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 I run all day long working and ministering to people, whether I'm selling computer support with Platinum during the day or whether I'm working with I Work For Him clients, uh, doing Christian business mentoring, uh, or at night with my wife, we do marriage mentoring. We're always on the go. So who I am is the same whether I am in the studio or on the road. Uh, it, the unfortunate part is sometimes I'm on the road like Elmerton today was ridiculous, but I, uh, I'm a guy who loves Jesus, who Jesus has been impacted, has impacted my life. I, 34 years ago, I gave my life to him. And I want other people to experience the incredible life that I have in Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm all about. I try to tell people that all the time. Tell us how you really feel, Jim. I, I already did. Okay. I already did, Robert. Thank you. Martha, um, tell us about the guy that we don't get to see, the guy that you know, the guy that most of us will probably never see. Well, that's an interesting question because, like Jim said, he does very much wear his life on his sleeve. And, um, you know, sometimes we joke around maybe a little too much about him, you know, letting everybody know everything that's going on. But we're very transparent, and that's a key word um, that Jim uses a lot and with good reason. Um, but I would say some of the things that people may not realize is that he is definitely a thinker. He is thinking every minute of every day, except for once in a while, you know, because guys can think about nothing. He does do that on occasion, um, but he is definitely a thinker. He's always trying to, um, you know, plan things out and know, ask the Lord what it is that he's supposed to be doing next and, and moving in that direction. Um, I think that probably the biggest thing that people don't know is just that um, he, and maybe they realize it, but they don't hear the words is that he is incredibly passionate about everybody living to their full potential in Jesus Christ. And so that is what drives so much of his life. Yeah, I think I'm most misunderstood when people when people first meet me, they think I'm a little uh, a little much, <laughs> uh, a little much. And uh, that if people that I'm working with at first may think I'm a little abrasive, but they have to once somebody gets to know me, they see my heart, they'll understand that the reason I'm asking those tough questions is because I love them and I expect the best out of them. So tell us a little bit more about uh, I Work For Him. We know that God laid this heart on your heart, so we know that vision came from God. So tell us a little more about the purpose and why you are so passionate about it. Well, up until 2008, the only people I'd ever been screwed out of money by 
were people who called themselves Christians. And so God laid it on my heart back many, many years ago that that's not the kind of Christian business owner I wanted to be. But it was not really that deep. But in 2006, I got introduced to Oz Hillman's daily devotional, uh, Today God is First, and it started transforming or shifting my paradigm to understand what is uh, incorporating Christ in your workplace really all about. And as God started laying that vision on my heart, he also said it was so much more because if you could mentor a Christian business person and teach them what a gift they have in their business that God has given them and show them that their employees are truly their mission field and that the money that they make is not just for their increased status of living, but for their increased status of giving, that you could start to transform the world. And and God laid that vision in my heart, and I've written it down for years and years and years, and I shared just a little piece of that uh, uh, at a, uh, a Christian Business Connection, the precursor to Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, and I happened to do it that day when Deborah Ray Roseman, the general manager of WTIS, was in the audience, and she looked at me and goes, you need to talk about that on the radio. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm here. So would you consider yourself a consultant? Would you consider a mentor, a coach, or a combination therewith? I'm really just a, I'm really several of those things. You know, I've got incredible, I'm incredibly gifted with the gifts of organization and administration and management. I can look at a business and see the cleaned up, organized piece uh, right from the beginning, right after spending a day in a business. And so that's a gift. But I'm really a mentor and a business consultant because as a business consultant, you know, you, you go in there, you, you try to help people straighten their businesses out and do what they do better. But I don't want just to do that. I want to see the life of the business owner and then therefore the employees transformed by Christ and that's what makes me a mentor slash business consultant. So it sounds like you spend a lot of time helping them integrate their faith, their family, and their business together. Is that kind of the gist of what you're all about? Yeah, I mean, if you don't take into consideration the whole person, which is the spiritual, the mental, and the physical, then you're not really doing that person any good at all. And so if you're going to work with a Christian business owner, whether they're male or female, uh, you need to make sure that, number one, you're taking a look at their personal life, their walk with Christ, and then their family, their marriage, if they've got one, and then their business, because all of those other things flow right into their business. If their life's a mess, their business will reflect exactly what their life is like. Yeah, and we're going to sp- spend some time with Robert uh, with his own personal testimony uh, of working with you in the, uh, the second segment. So, but before we leave segment one, Martha, what do you see as your role in this uh, I work for him ministry and business? That's an interesting question because um, Jim and I have always participated in ministry together, and that's been very important to us over the years. And Right now, one of the things that I'm doing is um, I kind of do the Facebook and the website and a lot of those things that I I work full more than full time working at Caris Christian Books and Gifts. And so it's, you know, at night updating things and just being a support. Um, I, for years, have gotten to walk alongside of him as this ministry has developed. Uh, I think that I'm probably a cheerleader is also a role that I play and just making sure that I'm trying to keep the other areas of his life um, in balance a little bit. And when we start to work with a, I'm only working with Christian business owners that are men, when we start to deal with their spouses, that I always suck Martha into the process. We always Mm -hmm. do that evenings or weekends because she's going to have a woman perspective that I'm not going to have, obviously. And you need to balance, you need to work on the marriage piece in order for the life in the business to start working well. And a lot of times business owners and their wives work together. 
So as you work with them together and you bring this marriage piece uh, together, um, what's, the, what's the greatest challenge that, that you've found as you're working with husbands and wives working in business together? I think the greatest challenge, Ross, is identifying what are the real issues that you're dealing with. Because people are really good at skirting the issues. People are really good at, at being pretenders. And, and I, I just, you know, to excuse the term, I just try to cut through the crap and get to the bottom line. I'm a bottom line guy. I, I start off with people. I said this to Robert in 2010. I said, listen, I'm a busy guy. You really want to start transforming your life. You really want to see how Christ can impact your life. That's fantastic, but I'm busy. If you're not going to take this serious, don't waste my time. I'm too busy for it. But if you're going to be, take this seriously, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to work side by side with you. So I think the biggest thing is, is getting people to take it seriously and understand, I don't want anybody to waste my time because there's other people out there that I'd love to invest in. And so it's a really important point that people just just tell me the truth. Because And God gives me that ability to see that truth and to understand it. You know, in the first section of our show, we started allowing my good friends, Ross Harrop and Robert Smith, to interview me on the whole I Work For Him process. And, and so we're we were going to roll back into that, but first, guys, I want to make sure we highlight my scripture verse, because this is the verse behind I work for him. It's Romans 12, 2, and it's from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And it's so important as Christians, we realize we've been impacted by Jesus Christ. Our lives are not the same. We are new people and we need to let God transform the way we think. And it's so important. All right, so my wife Martha are here uh, and I, oh, wow. The two of us are here <laughs> to allow you to continue on. Okay. Take it away. We're going to peel the onion back a little bit more. I'm not um, an ogre. Stop at the onion thing. <laughs> To bring some mints. All right. When uh, about a year ago, I guess my bride Pam and I came to your house. We sat down with the two of you. Right? Mm-hmm. Was it a year ago? It was September of 2012. What time of day? It was, was September 26, <laughs> about 6:30. Okay. Very good. We got that straight. All right. We sat down with you, and we um, we were talking. We wanted to go to the next level. We started out three years ago, roughly. You know the date exactly. Uh, meeting at Savory. I've got the notes for sure, but it's okay. October of 2010 we started. Thank you. And we started meeting at Savory over a cup of coffee in, in Largo out there by the church and, and maybe once a week, every other week. But then we wanted to go to the next level. We needed you more. We needed more help. You could see that. We could see that. So you brought us into your home. We sat down and you said, okay, the first thing we want you to do. As a matter of fact, um, Mr. Abrasive said, what I want you to do, you guys are going to go to marriage mentoring. I'm not going to go to the next level with you. Why is that so important? Why is, our, why is my marriage and my family so important? Well, if you're, if, like I said before, if your marriage and family are not where they're supposed to be, it is pointless for us to try to fix your business because your head is not in the game because you got distractions at home. And, you, and, and first of all, God gave us our spouses to complete us. God gave us our spouses to come alongside of us as a helpmate for us to be partners. And if you're not on the same level with your spouse, and whether they're involved in the business or not, you're wasting your time. And if your family's being hurt by your business, then you have to make a decision. You have to, you have to choose who's, what you're going to cheat. But you need the, the obvious choice is you cheat the business in favor of the family. Martha, you want to add to that? I do, because um, I think that one of the things that it really 
when you are working on your business and that is your focus, um, it can be quite offensive to your spouse and to your kids that you're putting so much energy into the business, which is great, supporting the family and everything, but to the um, effect of the what it leaves, what it lacks at home. So for us, um, we just feel very passionate about making sure that the marriage is strong, whether the spouse is actually in the business or not. Um, they still need to understand and be supportive, but more than that, have a good, strong relationship so there's no, not that um, unhealthy jealousy or unhealthy um, just perspective on what the business stands for in their own home. So this is a step we don't want to skip. No, you can't. Well, I won't skip it. If you want to work with me and I work for him, you don't get to skip that step. I mean, the family is not off limits in the conversations. If you want me to help you in your business, if you want to really learn how to incorporate Christ in your business, we have to deal with the family issues or we don't deal with it at all. But let me ask you this, guys, out there in the real world, in the workplace, and the business, Chris, uh, the Christian business person, do you guys see this step being skipped? All the time, you you see a lot of Christian business people going right to the consultant, right to the you know the money manager or whatever it may be. They're not dealing with the home issues. I, I will tell you what's really cool about C12 and Ross's involvement at C12 is that they don't leave this part out. They make sure as part of their business roundtable discussion group that they're dealing with what are your family issues, what are your marriage issues. They're, they're touching on it. May not be as deep as I can get to when I'm working one on one with the business owner, but they're at least touching it. it, it it's it's. You cannot ignore it. If you ignore it, you're wasting your time. Okay, Martha, this is for you. Jim is busy. He describes himself as busy. You know he's busy. We know that he's busy. But what's he like as a family man, as a husband? Well, one of the things um, that quite a while ago we discovered was um, the Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. Mm -hmm. And one of Jim's love languages is quality time. And um, I think that's why all of these things mean so much to him and he's so passionate about it as well too is because if I'm going to spend time with you it's going to be quality and um, at home that is a huge um, element of our home just and our kids are young adults it's hard to spend time with them but that is a priority for him spending time together um, is a priority and uh, and there's that's never a question but is it true that you have to watch Star Trek with him? <laughs> no, that's not true. I watch Star Trek on Wednesday nights while she's at church working. I used to eat it. I used to watch it while I was sitting with my son Joshua. We're eating a pizza. Wednesday night was pizza night. Now I just sit alone on Wednesday nights and, and watch Star Trek. You know, I think the uh, what's interesting, and you mentioned C12, and, and in our uh, monthly roundtable, executive roundtable, we'll talk about family and the importance of marriage and families. And, and then again, when we have our one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching uh, session, it's, a, it's amazing how that comes into play in just about each and every company, Jim. So um, you, you alluded to this earlier, and I, and I want to have you address it again, because it seems like so many people try to compartmentalize Sunday mornings for church, maybe Sunday afternoon as a, as a family, and then they get into the Monday morning madness. We've talked about it before, but from your perspective, as you mentioned that, that it, they can't, they either gotta be all in or all out. 
Well, what you find is that with Christian business owners that are men, you know, men are extraordinarily gifted at compartmentalizing things. You know, we can chop our legs off one minute and the next minute be watching football and celebrating, and we can compartmentalize our pain <laughs> and our excitement for our home football team. Uh, and and so they, men have a really easy way of saying, okay, on Sunday, I understand business is not part of my day on Sunday, so it's a family day, it's a church day, and that's the day I celebrate my faith. And on Monday morning, our churches have not equipped people on how to go into the workplace and incorporate their faith into the workplace. And so men are just really good at compartmentalizing and go, okay, well, it just doesn't really apply. The whole media says there's no way your Christianity fits into your workplace. Uh, it's socially completely unacceptable for you to incorporate your faith in a workplace. And so it just, you just can't do it. But that's wrong. Because if you're a Christ follower on Sunday, you're still a Christ follower on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And if Jesus Christ has impacted your life on Sunday, he's still impacting it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, or you're just a big fake. Well, and that's really the issue, isn't it? I mean, that we're living in a phony world. It's a, it's a world of facades that, that we, we live in. I want to drill down just a little bit deeper. When you were driving to Orlando every day, mm -hmm. and uh, that was an important part of your life. You were really vested in helping a family business, and you were driving over there. How did you explain that to, to, to Joshua and Sarah? How, how do you, because I think so often we don't share with our kids, and I think that's an important part of the legacy, how hard we have to work and why so that they understand instead of just saying well that's what dad has to do or that's what mom has to do so how did you how did you have that conversation so that they really uh, grew up with a with an appreciation for working hard Okay, Martha, Martha Martha's going to really really answer that. I really want to address this because it even goes back further than that. Um, Jim used to be in insurance sales and um, we deliberately kept the kids up late at night which was against our you know what we thought we would do with our children at a young age but that was when he came home from sales appointments certain nights of the week yeah. and so we made a deliberate decision and the kids knew that the reason that we ate late certain nights of the week was so that we could have dinner as a family and we didn't we explained to them why yeah. not just we're waiting for dad yeah. it's because we want to spend time together as a family and that continued when um, he would be working over in Orlando he'd call when he'd hit the bridge we would know that dinner would be on the table in about 20 minutes it may be a really late dinner but we had it as a family and the kids knew why um, that was very important to have that quality time together well yeah we just made the, it, the kids understood I came home every night I mean people go you commuted from Indian Rocks Beach to exit 55 on I-4 every day and I said yes 189 miles round trip every day but I came home I want to be home. At the end, it started to wear on me, and I started spending one night a week in a hotel over there, but I hated doing it. Mm -hmm. But God used that commute to transform my life. Well, it's also helping to transform other lives through um, I Work For Him. And that's really, as we wrap up segment two, that's really the essence of, of why you feel called to this wonderful ministry. I was able to see how praying for my bosses was able to come into fruition and have an opportunity when things got rough in the construction world in 2008 and 2009. I was able to, to draw them. I started sharing the, the TGIF devotionals, the Oz Hillman devotionals with my bosses. And eventually through a conversation and a flight and almost dying in a car wreck, I led one of my other bosses along with Martha's sister to Christ. And so it was just my transparency and my willingness to just step out of my faith. But God used that commute, that 90-minute morning commute to transform our lives. Okay. Um, we discussed a little bit about the personal side. 
when you go in to work with a business owner. And now we're going to switch over to the business side. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. You're ready. You're always ready. All right. When you came into St. John's, into our practice, <clears throat> and you stepped in, what is it you were looking for? You know, Robert, one of the things I'm looking for is uh, is what you've been telling me. The truth. <laughs> I want to see if the employees reflect what you've been saying is the truth. And so, you know, when I, uh, it, just last week even, I was sitting down with your employees and I just, I asked them a bunch of questions. I want to see, does everybody get the same impression of what's really supposed to be going on? If not, what are their thoughts? Was I telling you the truth? Um, yeah, you, you said it needed significant improvement and they all said the same thing. Ooh, I think that's good. Okay. <laughs> What what did you want to accomplish past that? You know, I first of all, from my heart, I want to. You know, I look at your business. It's got a great business model. It has all kinds of potential. You've been around a long time. You're an experienced professional, and you're gifted at what you do. The problem is, you're gifted at what you do, and you don't spend enough time with your people, helping them to be gifted at what they do. And so, what I wanted to do was to come in and help you straighten up your business, fine tune your business. Get your business to be much more profitable so you can grow it the way you want to grow it. And then you can also start donating money towards uh, submissions organizations. But also, I, I wanted your employees to see the faith that you've got in you coming out by your actions, by your care for them. And so I wanted to start getting you engaged with your people because I, I remember asking you a question a couple, yeah, probably two and a half years ago. Who are your people? Where are they at with regard to the Lord? And... And you couldn't answer all those questions. You didn't know all the answers to those questions. All right. Ross. You know, it seems uh, what I hear you saying is you're really expecting folks to really be in full-time ministry, Jim. I am expecting. Well, okay. No, no, I'm not. I'm just carrying forward what Matthew 28 says, which says we all are called to go. Jesus didn't say, all right, now you, number one and number 12, you guys go. The other 10 of you, you get to go to church on Sunday. That's not what Jesus said. He said, go. And he looked at him and he went nuts. And then he went, rose up into the air and he disappeared. And those 12 guys looked around going, wow, okay, we got to go. You know, I mean, it, nobody got, the, we don't get the option. When we, wherever we are, we're in the ministry. Well, we do have an option. And that is, you're, as you said at the beginning of the show, you're either in or you're out. Right. You're either for him or you're against him. <laughs> no. I work for him. Yeah. No decision is a decision. Right. Yeah. And, and what, I, what I hear you saying, just like the pastor of his, of his congregation, that you're expecting your, the business owners that you're working with to be the pastor of their company and their employees. Absolutely. You, as a biz, Christian business owner, you've been entrusted people's lives. You've been entrusted them. They depend on you for their uh, for their living. They depend on you for their daily encouragement. People spend more time with you than they spend with their families. And so you have an opportunity to make a huge impact on their lives. And if you're not doing it in the name of Jesus, then you're really, but yet you call yourself a Christian and then you do things that counter contradict that then you're hurting the cause of Christ. But you have been entrusted with those people. It is a huge gift, and it is a ministry, and it's such a pleasure and an opportunity to invest in people. If you're sitting out there at Malfunction Junction right now, and you're sitting in traffic listening to the Jim Brangenberg Show, 
You'd have <laughs> to sit here and watch watch him just get wound up here with certain <laughs> questions. And Mother just smiles because she says, oh, that one's going to set him off. And uh, we appreciate the passion, and that's why we're here. We want folks to get a better idea of, uh, of who you are and why I work for him is so important to you and to God in this community. Well, and it's not that those Christian business owners don't want to be a pastor to their people. It's that they haven't been told that's what they're supposed to do. They haven't been trained on how to do it. That's the issue. The issue is the churches are dropping the ball. 99% of the churches are dropping the ball and are not equipping people to go to the workplace and act as ministers, whether they're an employee or the boss. Which is why Jim doesn't have any of churches uh, as one of the sponsors of, of, the, of the show because he is a. Uh, but that one percent that you haven't offended, Jim, I'm sure you'd love to have them as a. Sponsor. Just calling them the, the same scripture that I'm reading. Hey, hey Robert. Um, so as you were working with Jim, what was the difference that you experienced by having him on board as your consultant with the I Work for Him model? Well, since we're going to speak about the truth today, um, I asked my wife, Pam, and I thought, hey, she'll tell the truth. And here's what she said. I haven't shared this with you before, but I said, what's he done for us? What's the difference that you see? And Pam said this. She said he turned our company around, and he changed things for the positive. And she noticed that you're a great sounding board for me, a great resource, and that you're a godly, trustworthy mentor and friend. And if you know my wife very well at all, she doesn't say much. But when she does, that was a mouthful. And I asked her, have you seen a change in me? And she said, yes. Um, she said that I think things through more, both personal and business, which is a benefit to her, obviously, and the rest of my family. And I think about my employees differently. Um, you taught me how to love them more, how to love them as a verb, not as a feeling, so to speak. And that means a lot. And by the way, you guys, if you're listening out there, love working with you at St. John's and uh, glad you're listening. Now, let me ask you a question, Jim. You ever, did you ever get frustrated with me? Be <laughs> honest. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. When, when you come to a meeting and you didn't have all your homework done, yeah, I got frustrated. Is the veins popping out in your neck right now? Is that what I see? <laughs> yeah. My veins don't pop out of my neck. I just get red. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me ask you a question. Dig. Did you ever want to just quit? Uh, no. Well, sure. No, I wanted you to quit. I'm like, either do the, what we're talking about or just walk away. Uh, so, no. Did I ever want to quit? No, I'm not a quitter. Uh, and I wouldn't quit on somebody because I saw that you genuinely wanted to hear what we were talking about. So, I'm, I, I didn't ever want to quit. There's sometimes I want to throw you out of the out of the meeting and say, just go do the work I asked you to do. But, you know, not quit. All right, what I want you to do, if there's somebody out there that wants to bring Christ into the workplace, or maybe they're struggling financially, speak to them. How would you encourage them? First of all, I think the first thing you do, need to do as a Christian business owner is just look at your people and find out who are they? What is their real life situation? Uh, what, what's their home like? When they leave your workplace and they go home, what is it like? What are they experiencing? What, what does life look like for them? And that's where you got to start because you, in order to be able to minister to your people, you need to know where they're coming from, and you need to. I think the best thing you could do, if you really want to find out what you're, how you're viewed as a Christian business owner, is you need to do a 360 review. You need to sit down, whether you're a manager or a, a business owner, and ask all of your people, what do they think of you? What do they think of of your walk with Christ? What do they think about how you manage the company? Ask them perspectives. So find out who they are and ask them what they think of you, so you can find out what reality is. 
Martha, you know the guy behind the suit, so to speak. And um, what would you say, you see him, how would you speak to the person out there who's struggling? And you know what Jim can do, speak to them. Um, I think that for a lot of business owners, they don't have a cheerleader. They don't have somebody above them saying, you know, you need to raise the bar in this area. You need to stop doing that. You're wasting time there. Um, and Jim can be that cheerleader for people. He can uh, bring attention where it's needed and challenge them along the way. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll take it from okay, here, Ross. Jim. But this broadcast is just one small part of I work for him. And uh, there's a lot more to it, You're the consulting that we've talked about throughout the broadcast, as we just wanted folks to understand uh, how you are responding to God's calling and alignment on your life. So what do you believe is next as you move forward here? Well, as we head into 2014, the goal is to add one or two uh, further uh, I Work For Him clients, Christian business owners that want to uh, really learn how to incorporate Christ into their workplace, but also to fine-tune their business to the glory of God. So who would that niche client be that you could really serve their needs? Okay, well, obviously, they're a business owner. And they're a business owner. My gifts and talents with regard to small business are typically in the $10 million and less business size. And so it's going to be a business owner probably has 20 employees or less, $10 million in sales or revenue or less. But they're going to be a person, and I'm going to deal with men, so it's going to be a man that absolutely wants to learn. They're very serious about their faith. They're frustrated with not knowing how to incorporate their faith into the workplace. And they absolutely want to change how they're impacting the workplace. They want to start to look at it the way Christ looks at their workplace. Okay, here's the thing, Jim. You came alongside me. And really, the two of you came along beside Pam and I. Not just uh, personally, all, all the way through the business. And that coming alongside, I hope that is descriptive to you guys out there. If there's somebody sitting out there, maybe they're struggling, whether it's bringing Christ in the workplace or financial or however it is, and they go, wow, this really sounds good to me. Would you just sit down and have a cup of coffee with them? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things I love to do, I want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and just find out, lay out your heart to me. Tell me what your struggles are. Because I can, you know, business organization, that's the stuff that's really exciting. Um, but when you go to really impacting somebody's life with Jesus Christ, that's when the transformation happens. And so sitting down and having a cup of coffee really lays out the, the pattern of whether you're really ready for this or not. Because I'll say the same thing to them, Robert, as I said to you. If you're really not serious about this, don't waste my time. But if if you're serious about it, I will be alongside of you until your business is where Christ and, and needs it. Uh, so I would love to sit down with people and share a little bit more deeply. But if they want to get started, just meet you, meet you personally, have that cup of coffee, how do you want them to contact you? I want them to call you first and get a testimony and then have them call me. I really want them to send me an email to jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. But I really do want them to be able to, after they've met with me, be able to talk to you and say, okay, understand, what, what is this really all about? Martha, um, this person's sitting out there and you know what Jim can do. Um, what other things? We cut you off a little bit short. I think there was more, a little bit more you had on your heart, something we missed today. Well, one thing I was thinking about is, you know, a lot of times people that are in business for themselves didn't really mean to be where they're at. 
maybe they invented something or they started doing something and then their friend asked them to do a little bit more and then it grew into a business. So a lot of people that are business owners are well-intended, but they may not know how to read a financial. They may not know how to hire. They may not know how to fire. Um, those are all the kinds of things that um, if they find themselves in that predicament that Jim can mentor them through as well. He is very good at having clarity um, when it comes to that and explaining things in layman's terms. So I was thinking about that and the person who may not have realized where they were going to end up and now they're, they've got a great business, but they're not maybe doing it for the right reasons and they're maybe not handling, they're being good stewards of their business. And that's something that Jim could really help them with as well. Well, and I think that's what we did for you, Robert. We really asked a lot of questions to figure out why are you doing the business that you're doing? And do you have the right people on the bus with you to use a Jim Collins reference? And if they're on the, if the right people on the bus, are they in the right seat on the bus? Or do some of those people, do they need to have their, free, their feet <laughs> Uh, their future freed so they can move on to a better position for them. Now, Martha, let me go back to you a second. Mm -hmm. What about, speak to the wife of the business owner. Sometimes as guys, the male ego, the pride, red-blooded American male, maybe he's too prideful to get off the chair, if you will, and, and raise the hand and ask for Jim to help. Speak to the wife. Well, I think if um, you're the wife of a business owner or you're in business together and you know that this is an area you're struggling in, um, it's okay to, you can even email me, Martha, at IWorkForHim.com. Um, I have my own email address, woohoo! And I'd be happy to talk to you from a wife's perspective. Um, we've been in business together, we've um, gone through a lot of those tough decisions together and stuff, and I'd be happy to start the process there as well. Well, I think it's important to note that I won't just work with a Christian businessman, but I'll work with a businessman and his spouse. I just won't work with a Christian businesswoman one-on-one. -on -one. It's just not the way it needs to be done. But I can pull Martha in on that kind of thing, doing it after hours. So, guys, we got to wrap up this discussion because we're almost we're almost there. Is there any last questions you want to ask me? You got thirty seconds. <laughs> you know, Jim, just watching you here, it, it's like having that Mustang, you know, with that big engine, and you're just sitting right there at the red light, just revving it, just ready to go. And we're just glad that folks have a better idea who you are what's underneath the hood of that Mustang and that it's ready to go. And uh, we, uh, we trust that you'll uh, give Jim a call and uh, uh, you can take advantage of these uh, incredible services that he and Martha together uh, can share with you. I think what I just got to fix that metaphor though. Ross is sitting in the Mustang at the stoplight. I drop the clutch on my Firebird with the, uh, with the Ram Air package and I smoke you at the light. <laughs> That's better because I'm a Chevy guy. I'm not driving a Ford. All right, so we, we need to ask our questions. You know, has your life been radically affected by Jesus Christ? Are you running a business? Does it look different than your competition run by a non-Christ follower? And if you're perplexed on how to incorporate your faith so that your business does look and feel different, then if those questions are just getting you thinking, you're just not sure how to do this, then you need to check out Business His Way. This is something that Ross and I uh, started working on late last spring and, and finally launched it in September. But Business His Way is a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord Jesus Christ in your workplace. And it's brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay, and I work for him. And it's a two and a half hour every month Bible study mentoring process that we're going through 
And you can come out. The next meeting we've got is on December 13th. For more information, you can contact me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWork, the number four, Him.com. All right, next week on the I Work For Him show, I'll be talking with Bob Collins from the National Christian Foundation. And we're going to be talking about the most amazing thing, the moldy Christian money that's sitting in accounts all over Tampa Bay that can be used for the kingdom of God. The numbers are staggering. Stay tuned next week. You cannot even guess how much money's sitting on the sidelines instead of being put to work in the kingdom. All right, about my advertisers, especially the one I close with because you're going to get to hear a commercial from Chick-fil-A right at the end. My sponsors are people I trust, people you can trust. Please do business with them. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iworkforhim.com. On the iworkforhim website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. But finally, if you'd like to get your message in front of my clients, my listeners all over Tampa Bay and all over the country, you can advertise on iworkforhim.com and also on iworkforhim. You just contact me, Jim, at iworkforhim.com. We've also got the advertising schedule listed on the website. All right, I'd like to thank my two friends and, of course, my gorgeous wife for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Ross. And thank you, Martha. Thanks for having us. It was Thanks fun. Great to be part of it. Yeah, it was a lot of it was a pleasure having you on the phone today. You had me very nervous of what you were going to say, but it turned out okay. All right, please take time, listeners, to like us on Facebook. My goal before the end of the year is to have over 200 followers on Facebook. Just search for I work for him and just look me up and you'll go to our page and you'll see a picture of my wife and I. All right, thanks to Mike Miracle, the incredible engineer who kept us on control and on time. Very, very nice. All right, if you found today's show inspiring and challenging, could you let me know? Just contact me, Jim at iworkforhim.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own own business. I also rented these lips today. I don't know about you, Tampa Bay, but I work for him. 